whenever I did finally get to learn what the different settings were, it made so much sense. Right. It was just like the clouds parted and the angels sang and, and my, you know, my photography work got so much better. And this was still before I really picked up the videography. So the, the three major things I think there are to talk about is one, What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the B&E Project. Where we're here to help you break and enter into the creative world by discussing the latest tech and topics of 2019. Uh, coffee's so good. It is. I had a cup of coffee yesterday at like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Are you in like, sleep? Like, Christina was studying, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I want a cup of coffee. She was the same kind of face, like, are you serious right now? And I was like, yeah. Probably should have decaf, but instead I went straight for the good stuff. And no, I don't, I don't have any problem. I can drink a cup of coffee go right back to sleep. Doesn't bother me one bit. I can drink tea and fall back to sleep. And... You know those weird people that can work out and then go right to sleep? You're one of them? Yeah, no, if I, uh, if I tried to work out, well, I'd have to shower first. But but if I'm out doing yard work, especially on a hot summer day, yeah. and I come back into the house and you're like, you know, go lay down on the sheets or something, yeah. and it's nice and cool because you're so hot from being outside, like yeah. I'll just out like a light. I work out, it's over, play basketball, and then eat. You're done. It's a wrap. Starting out as a photographer, mm-hmm. um, I could have cared less about video, videoing things at yeah. that point in time. And everything that anybody could teach you was keep it on the autos. Right. Um, Whenever we got our first DSLR, um, for those of y'all starting out, it comes with so many settings. You've got 12, 10 different settings on the, uh, just to start it up. And then you've got, you know, eight buttons on the back, five on the top. And, you know, we grabbed and we were like, what is this ISO? What is this, uh, you know, we didn't even know what the Q button was. Yeah. You know, so it was a big learning curve for us. And, and whenever we started out with it, um, we didn't really care to, to learn. We didn't really, we didn't go out and shit. We just auto just, and it, it was working at the time. And we thought we were doing good. We started out so far, we just did just straight JPEG. We didn't even, we didn't even know what raw was. So it, and it wasn't until, you know, probably two years ago that we figured out that raw was better. Yeah. We just thought it was more complicated. So whenever I did finally get to learn what the different settings were, it made so much sense. Right. It was just like the clouds parted and the angels sang and, and my, you know, my photography work got so much better. And this was still before I really picked up the videography. So the, the three major things I think there are to talk about is one, the ISO. Yeah. Um, two is your f-stops and three is your exposure or shutter speed. Yeah. Um, 
and and I just cannot express how much those three things will affect your work. Mm -hmm. And so if you can learn, my, my number one advice to anybody starting out is that if you can learn those three things and how they interact with each other, you will be able to, to walk into a room and take any kind of photo and it be a really good photo or no, without a shadow of a doubt, like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to capture this photo with what I can do. Um, so that, that's how I got into the settings. Yeah. And, and we can go into what they actually mean, but thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even for me settings, I mean, my first experience, uh, I think my first photo shoot I shot on aperture priority mode like bright sun things were going everywhere didn't know what I was doing I mean it, it was one of those things where I was like you know a friend told me hey you should just shoot in aperture priority mode mm -hmm. get your f-stop take it all the way down I you know I shot at the widest open aperture I had for my first shooting uh, broad daylight and I, I think it's something that seeing that journey, you know, from a little while ago till now mm. and looking back at it, it's like, man, that could have done, that could have done so much, you know, in changing. And, uh, I think that would have been really, uh, key for me is to know what all the settings are. Uh, one of the things, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this too, is, um, how, you know, it goes into a little bit of composition um, and also just how to get a tack sharp image, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the look that you're going for and, and what you're going for. And you actually helped a lot. And in one of my recent photo shoots, we were talking about things and you said, you know, this is where I like to shoot. This is the zone that I like to stay in. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the f-stop that I like to use, you know, shutter speed. ISO where you should be at, thinking about grain and things in photos, which is very important. You know, that was, that was huge for me. And I think that's something that's really big when you're starting off in photography is saying, what are, you know, what the crap are these settings? Mm -hmm. And isn't it just taking a photo enough? And that's, that's I think, one of the biggest <clears throat> misconceptions about people with photography, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's so whenever you upgrade to a DSLR or mirrorless camera, I mean, a lot of people are jumping straight to the mirrorless cameras. Um, they're very scary. Now, I am a DSLR user. Um, all I've ever used are the Canons. Um, and so I have not yet made the jump to mirrorless. I do probably plan on it, which can, that'll be something we talk about later on. But as of right now, what we're doing is is just the DSLR mirror cameras. Um, so uh, whenever somebody just to go over quick some of the settings, whenever somebody's looking at the at the dial up here, um, starting from one side of the wheel to the other, you're going to see a bunch of letters C B M uh, A V T V P, and then a bunch of other shapes and stuff that you should really never mess with like yeah. that's that's amateur all the way to go to the sunflower and think you're going to take a picture of flowers right. unless you're doing video then there is the video video setting so to go over the different um letters uh and real quick if you have your camera you can look along with it or you can look at it later or or you know google a picture of it what it looks like but the c is going to be for custom in case you want to make your own custom custom setting 
M is going to be manual. Right. And and I cannot express enough how important it is to learn how to shoot in the manual mode. That gives you complete control of everything that you're doing. So regardless of what we talk about today, learn learn what those three ISO exposure and, and F-stop and shoot in manual and, and you will be great. Yeah. Um, but moving on, AV is aperture value, which means that you can set what level of aperture that you want to shoot um, and that the camera will adjust everything else and keep that aperture at whatever setting you have it on. Um, next is going to be TV, which is time value. Uh, this this is pretty good for time lapsing, so you can set the set the uh, the time of your shutter speed um, to slower or faster, and it'll adjust the f-stop and the ISO according to what your shutter speed is. And then P is portrait mode, which whenever you're taking portraits, it kind of adjusts for that. Um, and all these are pretty much automatics. They have some sort of automation to them, um, which doesn't give you complete control unless you're in the manual settings. Yeah, and let's, you know, in, in talking about manual settings, I mean, so what exactly um, is ISO? What do you think people need to know about ISO? So, that, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Let's let's go ahead and explain what the three of those settings are. Um, and, and since you asked, we'll start with ISO. ISO um, is artificial lighting. So you can think of it like a triangle. Um, and ISO is at the bottom of the triangle. It is the last thing that you ever want to touch because the more ISO you add to your camera and your image, the more um, grain you're going to get in your photo and, and also videos that you record. So um, always keep that in mind. The lower you can keep your ISO, uh, the, the less grain you're going to have in it. Um, and moving on from there is your uh, shutter speed or exposure. Right. Um, so your shutter speed is going to be how fast your camera takes that picture, how fast that shutter opens and closes to expose uh, the sensor to the image. Um, so whenever you're looking at somebody who's running down the street or who's in a soccer game and you want to catch that still frame of them you know, about to kick the ball, they're obviously moving pretty fast, so you need a shutter speed that, that moves really quick. For those of y'all who can't see, I'm making shutter motions with my hands in case you can hear them. So he, he's, you know, he's kicking the kickball. You're wanting to capture him in a still frame, so you have to do the shutter speed that shuts really quick. So you have to set that up for a quick shutter speed is going to be one eight thousandth of a second, which is super, super, super fast. Um, I can't move that fast and, and to watch that shutter move in that camera is really quick. So that means it, it's not, it's going to have no motion blur, which there's going to be nothing moving in the, in the, in the photo. Now, if you were to lower that shutter speed down to, let's say one, two hundredth, one, two hundredth of a second. Right. Um, now that shutter speed, that's still quick, but it's opening just a little slower. So you're going to capture a little motion blur whether it's the grass moving by, his foot going towards the ball, the ball moving, whatever, you're gonna start seeing a little blur in the photo. Um, one of the photos that I love doing the most is rivers, um, waterfalls, um, anything that's got a, waves of the ocean. I like a lot of water photography, but any kind of thing that's moving constantly and that's got a bunch of stuff sitting still around it, like a river, you can set your exposure to a high level like one second or 
you know, one one tenth of a second to where it's opening very slow. And so it's capturing a lot of motion blur, that river, which is moving. So the, the river looks blurred, but the sides of the riverbank and stuff will still be crisp because they're sitting still. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that explains the exposure. Um, also, uh, starry nights, you know, to catch those nighttime photos, you're going to have to open your aperture to, or your exposure to, um, like, 10 seconds 15 seconds it's gonna have to stay open so then and that the only reason you do that is because that you know there's obviously no light and when you're doing night photography you want to do it on you know uh, with no moon and you want to be uh, not a full moon what i guess no moon yeah is that the technical phrase for it but yeah so you do it when there's no moon so that way it's not projecting any light you obviously don't want to do it in the cities and get rid of light pollution you take your camera out into the field somewhere and set it up set it for 10 15 20 second exposure so that exposure will stay open and capture a photo that is 10 15 20 seconds long however long you set it and that gives plenty of time for the the light from those stars to you know, make their way to your sensor in your camera. Therefore, you're producing a nighttime photo. Um, now, obviously, you do that during the day. It's not. Gonna, it's just going to be so blown out. It's not even going to be funny. And then the last thing on the camera or on the triangle is the f-stops. Right. <clears throat> and you're going to hear hear people talk about that a lot. My my lens has an f-stop of blah 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 blah. Right. F-stops is how wide the the eye on the lens opens, right? Not the camera body, just on the lens. It's got the the eyeball that opens up and shuts. So it's very confusing, but the smaller the f-stop, the the lower the number, the wider it opens up in the on the lens. So if you have an f-stop of well, well let's take this. I've got a 50 mil sitting here in front of me. It's a Canon 50 mil. Um, EF lens and it's a, a f it's a it's an f stop of 1.8. You can always see it right on the front of the lens on on most lenses, or at least Canons. Um, so this one is a 1.8. So if we turn our in manual setting turn our f stop all the way down to 1.8, that lens is going to open up as wide as it can for however long you told it to stay open on the exposure. Right. right. So if you told it to stay open for 10 seconds, it's going to open up to 1.8 for 10 seconds. Um, now, if we, I think Canon, these lenses, you can dial them up to 22 f-stop. Yeah. So if you dialed up to 22 or dialed down technically to 22 f-stop, that's that's itty bitty, little bitty hole that it's going to open up to. So it's going to let through just as little bit of light as possible. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why it does that is for two reasons. One, to let in a bunch of light. So if you have it at 1.8, it's going to open up very wide. It's going to let a lot of light into that lens so it can make its way to the sensor. So the darker the room, the darker you know it's getting outside, the more you want to open that f-stop to capture more light. Or if it's really bright outside, you want to lower that f-stop um, to you know, 10, 11, so that way it opens less and let's let let let's let less light in there we go a little tongue twister there so that uh oh the other reason um 
What was the other reason for f-stop? Light and oh, depth uh, of field. Depth of field. Uh, looking for background blur. Yes. You wanna you wanna take that one away? Uh, yeah. So a little bit. Um. Uh. The lower your f-stop, uh, the more it, it uh, determines what's in focus and what's not in focus. So mm -hmm. let's take the fifty-one point eight, or let's take um, an eighty-five one point eight. Um, the focus, what you can see sometimes on the uh, 50 mil is if you go to 1.8, you have to make sure that your focal points, so if we're talking about Canon dual pixel autofocus or you're in manual, you need to make sure that your focus points, particularly being the eye if you're doing a portrait, um, if, let's just say that's what we're talking about right now. Uh, if your f-stop is really wide, sometimes you'll blur out possibly like a nose, mm -hmm. or you can blur out an ear. Well, it's the it's the the depth of field. Depth so of field you, from you, what you're focused on. Yeah, the eye was in focus, but the back of the ear, since you've right. had it small, right? And... It's it's uh, it 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 can take those things out of focus and also let's say uh like i did a recent shoot where i had two models putting the second person in focus i couldn't shoot at a very low f-stop because i needed to make sure that the other uh individual was in focus as well so those are those are two very big things that you need to uh, see and watch for you don't want to get a camera and every time you just shoot at the lowest f-stop because you need to figure out what you actually want in focus and what you want out of focus. Mm -hmm. And um, it tends to be that, uh, and we'll, you know, now we're going to talk about lenses later, but um, certain lenses have lower f-stops. Uh, certain lenses have higher f-stops. Um, certain lenses don't zoom. Certain ones do zoom. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll, we'll go over all that. Like I said, I get. I think we're going to commit to making a, a lens video and and try to share as much knowledge about that as we can. But I heard you say something, and I want to I want to touch base on it real quick. You yeah. said not to focus on the f stop, right. and and too many times I see new photographers coming up, and they hear about this f stop and how great it okay. is and how it can make the bokeh really nice and everybody's trying to get the bokeh bokeh however you want there's a great debate however you want to say it right. um they're talking about the blur that happens behind the person or the subject that you're happen to be filming so that's what they consider the bokeh is the right. blur so a lot of people they hear that and they hear that the f-stop creates that that it lets in more light so they they hyper focus on the f-stop and they forget about the other two sides of the triangle mm -hmm. and so there are things they could be doing to make their images sharper. Right. Um, and I, I think this was an issue we, we found you were running into with yeah. your, you know, he was, you were hyper-focusing on the, the F-stop mm. um, and you were forgetting about the ISO. Well, your camera would adjust and put it on whatever F-stop you want, but it was going to automatically crank up that ISO. And you, like you said earlier, your ISO was what, 1600? Oh yeah. 2000? Some shots. It was somewhere, really bad. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. So whenever you get that much ISO, again, it's going to create grain in the photo or video. Right. So like I said, the it's, it's a triangle mm -hmm. um, and you can't adjust one side of the triangle without affecting the other. Yep. And that I think that's one of the most important takeaways to have here is that 
that's the reason why I like manual because you have full control of all sides of the triangle and you know exactly what you're affecting on what side of that triangle, whether it's slower speed or bigger aperture or you want to add a touch more ISO to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, to that point, a couple other things uh, as well. When you're going through adjusting things like, for instance, having a lower shutter speed, um, you know, if you're shooting it, you know, one eight thousandth of a second, you don't need to have a tripod. Mm -mm. But, you know, like uh, Bailey was talking about, he likes shooting um, lakes and oceans and rivers and things of that uh, nature. That's actually in nature. But for those shots, if you want to get smooth water, right, you're probably not going to do it handheld because the jitter from your hand is going to cause those things to shift in uh, appearance. And so having <clears throat> making sure that you're in the right um, element in place for those things as well and you have the right equipment. Yep. And if you're shooting handheld, well, okay, you know, you're, you're fine for certain things. But if you want to get uh, just a really crisp and sharp image all the way through, uh, making sure that you have the right equipment with you as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'd say for me, and, you know, you can uh, speak to this on how you check your settings after, but um, now I look at my exposure meter and then I go from everything else. So I go half press on the shutter see where the exposure meter is then I go back and look at my settings and say okay now if I if I start off saying I, I want a ton of background blur off the bat mm -hmm. I'm gonna lower my f-stop all the way to see you know how much can I get in and then after that one of the things that I think everybody needs to do is play with play with the lens that you have and see where the sweet spot is yep like the 1.8 the sweet spot is around 2.2 yep you know somewhere in the twos, uh, the 85, 1.8 sweet spots kind of in there for sharpness. So just because you can crank it all the way down doesn't mean that you should. Yep. And then see what, um, situation you're in. So if it's nighttime, yeah, 1.8 is probably going to be the best, uh, you know, or, or 2.0 or somewhere there. I'm not going to be at a five F stop and I'm shooting in a dark room. Yep. Um, so those are those are things. That's that's the way that I shoot. I look at the exposure meter first, and then go from there. And you know, for for Bailey, and I'll, I'll let you go on how you look at everything. I know you like shooting just a tad bit below the exposure. Yeah. So that that's that's my style. Is and and real quick before I forget, I, I heard you say go with the kit lens that you have. Yeah. And that that's a very good point. Each time you buy a DSLR, unless you buy it off of Facebook or something like that where it doesn't come with anything, if you buy one brand new, it's going to come with some sort of a kit lens. Mm -hmm. And it depends on what they're running that month, year, whatever, what brand of camera it is. depends on the kit lens it comes with. But usually it's going to be something that's, that's like a... Um, let me see here. What do we got? Like a 28 to 135. That's usually going to be about the size of your kit lens. It's going to cover a wide range of stuff. So what you want to do is make sure that you can master that kit lens before you go spend a bunch of money on a $1,000 lens that you don't know how to work. Right. So um, to, yeah, just take your kit lens, take your new body, whatever it is, and make sure you know how to work that properly. Now, my mind that I do, um, I'm like you, I look at the exposure meter or the histogram, um, and that's, that's a whole nother video. Oh, yeah. Um, but you look at the histogram or the exposure meter 
and I kind of gauge it off that. And I do like mine. Um, if you're looking at the exposure meter, the negative numbers is underexposed and the positive numbers are, are overexposed. So you got to adjust it for that. Right. I like mine just slightly underexposed, just, just, just between one and zero. And, and that's because I like to bring it up in post and I like to do my edits that way. But yeah, that's, that's a pretty good, that's a, that's a mouthful going through oh, yeah. all that. Um, Oh yeah, and and for anyone too, you know, I used to just take random objects and put them on a table, mm -hmm. and you know, shoot that way and figure out what's the way that I like shooting, and messing with all those settings in your camera. And each oh, yeah. each camera has things that you can customize. You know, I've customized the flash button to my ISO button. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can go through um, all of those and figure out. Okay, how can I almost shoot with my camera uh, blind? Mm -hmm. And just, I don't even have to mess with settings. You know, we're talking about DSLRs and mirrorless. Mirrorless, the viewfinder comes up to your eye. I don't have to change where my uh, fingers are. Or, I'm sorry, I customize where my fingers are. So that way, as I'm looking at the subject, um, I can change all the settings. And... You know, that's something that I think that people need to do. And also, when you get on, on these photo shoots and things like that, and you're taking photos of people, take your time. Mm -hmm. You know, better is slow and right than fast and wrong. And so have that confidence of, hey, I'm here for a photo shoot and quote people the time that you think um, is reasonable. But then work at your speed to get the best images that you can. And, and know that each lens that you have you know, is your best lens, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've all seen people that have expensive camera gear and they're kind of okay. have no idea how to work it. Right, <laughs> you know, and then you have the people that, you know, might have a cell phone and their composition is just amazing. Yeah. So, you know, f find uh, confidence in that. All right, not that, you know, I, I think that that would be a very good question of the day. Um, for those of y'all who are watching us on YouTube, Leave a comment below. Let us know. Like, what are your favorite settings? What are the settings that you started out with? Um, what are the settings that you have evolved to? Um, what lens do you like using with those settings? And and did this video help you? Were you able to pull something out of this? Um, if y'all go on to uh, Instagram and, and take uh, photos of, with these settings and you figure something out, tag us in it. Let us know. Um, my IG handle is ben.bailey. Uh, that's B A I L E Y dot eighty five. And Harrison, what's yours? Yeah, mine's E D dot content. E A D D Y dot content. Good. And then uh, for those of y'all who are listening to us on on the podcast station, make sure you go below and and rate us and uh, leave a comment for us as well. Um, we're we're looking for any new suggestions that we can do for for upcoming episodes. So, and did this help? Did it not? What do you want to hear us talk about? Um, and then finally, make sure that y'all subscribe and make sure you hit the, uh, the like button for us. That really does help. It helps us a lot. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, that's it for today. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody listening. And uh, until next time. Yeah. Be an easy signing out. Signing out. Signing out.